de cinéma se refait par terre. La foule sort, se disperse. Reste deux femmes et un parapluie au coin de la rue. Hello and welcome to another episode of Poetry Tears podcast. And we're here today with Basie Gracie. Hello. Uh, Basie Gracie is a punk performance poet known for her musical musings, feel-good feminism and general silliness. Frequently found shoeless on the Monday of a music festival, telling a 70-year-old geezer, punk was better in my day. It, it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stand and, by that. And you just mentioned you just come from a music festival. Yeah, yeah. So I've done quite a few already this season. The one that I was at um, last weekend was called Nude Fest. It was like a naturist festival. Wow. Yeah. You were naked there? Yeah, I was naked Everyone? for a bit. I mean, I burn really easily in the sunlight, <laughs> so I have to keep some clothes on. But yeah, there was a lot of nudity. Which and a lot of sun cream. A lot I of imagine. sun cream, oh yeah. God, there yeah. should have been more, in my opinion. People were looking very burnt by the last <laughs> day. I was worried. They say like, oh, only mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday sun, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, very People much proving that. People didn't expect England to be actually sunny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to be so hot, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, we're going to talk well, about your spoken word. Let's start with the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> when did you start writing poetry? Or um, I think I've always written since I was a kid. I'd always write, uh, like whether that's like journaling or like short stories or just like random things that popped into my head. And then I think when I moved to Brighton, really maybe like five years ago, um, I started going to like poetry nights and started realizing that I could just read out the notes in my phone and then just call that poetry and then that counts. <laughs> yeah, so like I think I was writing before I called myself a poet and um, before I called it poetry and now I just go by poetry because... And what, what were those first, first like open mic nights like compared to the way that you do like your poetry now? Because the, the way you do your poetry now is, uh, you know, really confident, right. really expressive, really... Um, performance based um, and you know you have a great word style there great vocabulary in there um, great flow even we're gonna we say? see this later <laughs> but like I'm, I'm just interested what was like that first night of you doing something like how confident were you yeah really nervous like I get really really nervous before poetry I still do I think it's like such a vulnerable thing and it really um it, re it was really unnatural to do to to speak about things maybe that you wouldn't normally talk about in front of a room full of people that you don't really know um i remember like my first poetry that i did properly and i was like right i'm gonna do like a set and i'm gonna have like a couple of poems and it's gonna like flow and stuff a lot of it was poetry that i'd written for myself or like for my family or for like people that i love so it's like very much more personal uh, whereas i think as like time has gone on I've sort of been writing for the crowds that I'm performing to. So I'll write specifically things that I want to share with people or that I want to say. So it's it's become less like um, personal and less like self-reflective and more performative, I think, as time has moved on. Yeah. Mm. Mm. How did you discover the poetry scene in the first place? Because I feel like mainly poets go to poetry scenes because they're writing poetry in the first place. Yeah. You know? 
Right, so like I'm, I moved in to like a house in the center of Brighton next to the Brighton train station. And I was living with this girl, QB, and she'd just moved to Brighton and hadn't doesn't know anyone yet. So she like started just setting up like Facebook events for like events at our house and would just invite random people from the internet to come to our house and like have like meals with us or do like poetry nights or do music nights. Um, which retrospectively was like super risky just getting random people into our house. But I think everyone was pretty sound. Like that, that says a lot about Brighton that you can put stuff out there and like the people that turn up are like really cool people as opposed to just creeps and weirdos. We got a couple of creeps and weirdos, but it was mainly all right. Yeah, and um, she just had like, on a Sunday would have like everyone round in her room and just go round in a circle and everyone would share a poem and we'd eat cake and drink tea. And that was like a real like gentle introduction, seeing as it was just like in my house, in my mate's room and like with just like a couple of people. That was like my introduction to sort of sharing poetry with a group of people. Wow, that's and really romantic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So really How big romantic. was the space that you were like operating it was, it at was, that point? It was pretty cozy, yeah. People would like <laughs> cram in and we'd all be like sitting on her bed and on the floor and stuff. But yeah, she, she's really good at like creating. Such a hippie vibe. Yeah, <laughs> she's mad hippie. Yeah, <laughs> she's living in Glastonbury at the moment, but yeah. Um, but yeah, she's great at like just creating that like comforting, like warm space that everyone's welcome in. Um, so like, yeah, just being a part of that really like inspired my writing and going to events and yeah, getting involved in the poetry scene. Yeah, I, I know it's from checking out some of your stuff on Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, we've seen you live as well, of yeah. course, um, for the event that you put on. We'll talk about that in a bit, but I just noticed from the stuff that you've got on Instagram, you know, the videos that you post up of you performing in front of uh, you know graffiti backgrounds and yeah. this kind of thing. Um, there's kind of like a, seems to be kind of like a philosophy of like positivity. And that sounds a bit trite to say. It's yeah. done in it's done in a good way. It's done in an original way. But how how important would you say that is to like what you're putting out there? It's definitely a big part of it. Like I I kind of like aim to write empowering poetry. I mean mostly like I'm writing for myself. I'm writing things that I say in like the girls' toilets when I'm like at a club and feeling overwhelmed. I'm just like, okay, you got this, you got this, Gracie. Bam, bada, bam, bada, bam, bada, bam, bada, bam. And like that's, and then I, if I write that and it helps me, then that's the kind of thing that I want to share with people and, and put out into the world. It's like, if I keep saying these words again and again, then one day they'll be true for me. Yeah. So I think like positivity is a, is a big part of, of my poetry and about what, what I'm trying to put out there. I, l- I love this comment on um, one of your, one of your, um, on one of the comments on um, give me that girl yeah. or give me that girl um, one of the comments from there's like a Brazilian girl there who's, who's she said oh this is great I'm in love with this she's like I've written or, uh, can you send me the lyrics and then you you did yeah. share the lyrics and she she said yeah I've written it on my mirror <laughs> like oh, the <laughs> yeah. and that's, that's so, so that's like you know you're making an impact somewhere there. You're yeah, like a, you know. it, it really it's a lot like when I get comments like that and um, people like saying how much their, their poetry, my poetry means to them, you know, and like it's like you kind of take other people's poetry. Like I have it with some of my friends, like my friend Sophie Reed, she she writes a lot of poetry and because because I've known her for such a long time and like her poems have come into my lives at different parts, they've become so precious to me, you know, they've become their own thing to me they have significance to me and it's like amazing that my poetry is doing that to other people that that 
they have like this special relationship with these words that I've written for myself, mm. but mm. it's become something completely different to them. Yeah, that's the aim, isn't it? That's what it's about. This is this is the point in the show where I start to realise that the audience uh, yeah. want, wants to hear some People of this poetry. Are burning for it's poetry like we, now. We, we often do that, right? We're like talking about something, and I'm just realising like maybe they're you know, do you getting frustrated. Yeah. Share a poem. Yeah, yeah, I love to share a poem. Um, this poem is uh, one of my favourites that I've written quite recently. Um, it's called Boys with Wings. I've noticed. I've noticed these boys have started growing wings. Tiny, bony growths under their baggy North Face t-shirts and they don't know what to do because they've been told they were boys for so long and now they're something new. Pure white feathers sprout between shoulder blades and they're scared. Some of these boys wish the wings weren't there. They file them down with razor blades and they cut the feathers off. It's bloody and it's painful and it doesn't last for long because next day in the shower, they catch their back in the mirror and much to their dismay, the wings just keep getting bigger. So they wrap them up in bandages. Don't swim, don't sunbathe, don't wear tight-fitting clothes. If you wrap the wings so tightly, it's almost as if nobody knows, but... Every day they grow. Their wingspan twice the size of their height. I was looking out the window of a bus one day and uh, I saw him catching flight. And I knew that he'd be worried because he's always been so scared of heights. But I guess now he sees. He never really was a he. Never really had to be what he was watching on TV because now he's flying sky high over the stormy Brighton sea. Thank you. Great. <laughs> Yeah, you shared it, and um, I've got something to say. Your poetry mm. event, I really loved it. Then, yeah, I mean, like it's it's one that I wrote recently, and it's like pretty special to me. So I'm just like wheeling it out any possible yeah. opportunity. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Do you want to yeah. share like the context in which you wrote? That yeah, one? so like I I wrote it. Um, it's kind of like a bit of a love letter to like the man in my life. Like I'm surrounded by um so many brilliant amazing guys and like it's just like real like real redefining like what it is to be masculine and to be a man and like being so like gentle and emotional and all of these things which I like strive to be and you know are seen as like feminine traits and it's like beautiful that I can I can get that from um from guys you know um mm. Yeah, but like originally it was actually inspired by like X-Men. Um, there's like a, a, a scene in like one of the films where like it's like Archangel keeps growing wings and he keeps cutting them off. And I'm sure like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about Marvel and about the creators of X-Men, but like I like to think that that's a metaphor. Well, the whole of X-Men is a metaphor. I could go on about X-Men all day, but it is a metaphor. <laughs> it's an allegory. Big X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so like, I just, I think it's interesting, like, instead of saying, you know, what it is like, oh, you know, men should be more in touch with their feelings or whatever, like, like creating, creating little stories and little narratives where like that can be explained and explored in a way that's not so like affronting as like, you know, kind of what I look for to in my art. Yeah. yeah. It's like a very visual image as well. Yeah. Like cutting the wings and it's bloody and it keeps yeah, growing. Yeah, yeah. I really see it in my head. I it really see it. It could be like an story. animation too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is the, I mean, what are some some of the other 
works that you're most proud of would you say of that you've that you've written? Um, I think like the one you're talking about earlier, Give Me That Girl, which is like about female empowerment, um, is like one of the ones that I'm most proud of and has like gone down the best really. That's the one that I get like the most remarks on when I perform it because it's like, you know, female empowerment is so needed and so important. And um, and yeah, just like, like a kind of like rabble rousing call of being like come on mm. ladies we could do this woohoo yeah mm. girl power like it's just something that I think both men and women can relate to and kind of find joy from so I think that's that's one of the ones that's like uh st- stuck out as like my one of my defining poems and I'm, I'm kind of afraid to ask you to perform it because the the version that you've got on Instagram is such a great take such a great performance of it it's like there's something there that you i mean how many how many takes do you do of these i, I barely do any as, as soon as i've got it where i haven't messed up the lyrics i put it out there yeah. and like it's funny i can't really watch them back because i'm like oh, i should have done that better i should have done that better <laughs> but like the whole like social media monster is that you've just got to constantly be releasing stuff so i'm just like <laughs> don't get too precious about it like if i've said all the words in the right order then that's what it is just put it out there because like you know, in in a week, I'm gonna have to be posting something else. So like, there's no point in getting too like emotionally attached to it. You know, yeah. yeah. But I love the fact that you think that that was like a great performance. Yeah. yeah. Like, to me, you know, as a kind of filmmaker person, yeah. Um, I kind of I view something like that, and I think, wow, that's like a, one a great take out of twenty, maybe something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like there's a real spark in it. In but it, equally, you know, sometimes we talk about photography the other day. Like sometimes it's like that first take you do of something has some magic in it and yeah. then it diminishes each time because it becomes more force. Like totally. More, more force and more forced each time. Yeah. And then that first take is just, yeah, like I said, it's got some natural magic in it, you know? I feel that, yeah, was, especially with poetry. It's, you know, if I do the same poem three times in a row, then I, I like, I stop feeling it and I stop. Mm-hmm. I, I need to like diversify as much as possible because I, I like start to feel it when I'm, I'm done the poem too many times and I'm like, it's not, I'm thinking about other things in my head, you know? I'm like planning what I'm gonna have for dinner and like, <laughs> am I gonna be able to get the bus home or do I have to take the train? And like, I really need to be present and like really saying all the words as if I'm thinking of it right now in order for me to feel yeah, like I've done a yeah. convincing performance, yeah. That's, that's where the performance aspect comes in, right? Yeah. Where it's like a bit like stand-up comedy where it's kind of like, you have to super rehearse it, but at the same time, perform it as if it's fresh performance yeah. as if you're coming out with it thinking of it at that yeah, moment shall we keep the teaser for this poem then say come to Instagram <laughs> at Basic Gracie <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> to, to watch it <laughs> and I, um, so it's interesting because we've been using the word poetry and poet and yeah. this kind of thing but I think do you prefer that to spoken word or I th- yeah I think Eloise and I kind of you? associate you with spoken word as a genre and yeah. I guess what's the difference in your mind between these two things? I mean I think it's really hard to, to draw a line between them. I think like uh, when people ask me about this I tend to say like spoken word is words what are spoken and poetry is words what are written down in it. So mm. like mm. I think yeah probably I do identify with spoken word a lot more but then I don't know I think this I think it's kind of like spoken word is kind of created to be like, oh, no, we're not poets. We're not doing that lame poetry stuff. We're doing like cool, hip spoken word, you know. (laughs) It's like rap, but without music. And it's like, really, it's all poetry. Rap is poetry. All of it's, yeah, it's it's all derivative of poetry. But I I definitely like, um, 
I definitely see my work as performance. I don't see it as like written. When I look at the written words, like what, sometimes I try and like formulate my poems as like as if they were going to be published and I look at them and I'm like that doesn't mean anything to me that like that's devoid of all meaning it's like the life comes from the performance the art is the performance and like mm. I don't have any real desire to like to like publish poetry mainly because like all my rhymes are like a and day and say and when it's written down it's really obvious you know <laughs> how many times I rhyme the word with the same word is like kind of embarrassing but if you're like in the moment and it's like a performance and you're getting excited from that you're not like you're not listening to the individual words you're kind of listening to the like music behind the words as it yeah. were and you're a musician ah, you're a musician too are you you're a bassist yeah, yeah I play bass yeah in a couple yeah. bands yeah and um, so obviously you you play at gigs and stuff like that. Yeah. How does performing music uh, influence like performing poetry? Um, I think that like I've got most of my material for writing poetry from just gigs I've been to and like gigs I've performed at and conversations I've had afterwards. I think it's like put me in this world which I find like really interesting. Like I think the people that become musicians and the people that like seek music out and music's a big part of their life is just generally like quite interesting quite eccentric people that's like really rich fertile material for making poetry out of but um yeah I think like quite a lot of my my poems are about the music scene and about my experience in it and um and yeah I think it is it's, it, like it's inspirational for me yeah mm-hmm. is that what inspired you to write at the bar yeah yeah that, yeah that's... I love I love this the twist on this at the yeah, end. Would, yeah. you, would you m- mind performing that yeah cool yeah yeah <laughs> so there's this old man at the bar and he sees me from afar i'm set in his sights no time to fight he pounces like a decrepit jaguar oi he says oi little lady and and you guys know that this drives me crazy patronizing language is so much worse if you're shady and i'm trying to follow up after my mate but she's way up ahead and she just won't wait so back out the front door i try and slip but only to find i'm caught in this crusty geezer's grip and he's all grumbling and mumbling and stumbling because he's drunk he's all bumbling and fumbling his eyes red from skunk and he leans in real close so I can really smell his stink and he says I really like your poems girl they really make me think <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah. tell me you were saying before like um, Gracie's got a balance between hip hop and nursery rhyme or something yeah <laughs> it's literally yeah. that I was yeah. saying that earlier yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like, like mumbling kind of... and grumbling and <laughs> yeah yeah I do very much write in like a storybook nursery rhyme style <laughs> it's great it's amazing though the confidence that you launch into that performance yeah because you know usually it's like oh can you read something and mm. it's like okay yeah one yeah second. I think, I think there's a few performers like you like you've got this very like spontaneous style yeah but in the meantime you obviously remembered your lines yeah. you know, how do you learn your poems like do they just come in your brain or <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> what you were saying poem? earlier right where it's kind of like to you the the, the poetry or the the spoken word it's it's the actual thing it's not written yeah, down yeah yeah it's the performance yeah and i do like i do just learn it just by saying it all the time i'm just constantly chatting to myself like when i'm walking down the street or like 
uh, like doing the washing up I'll just be like constantly mm. like just saying them over and over again and I'll get them like stuck in my head like songs you know and just have to find myself saying them it's like getting the inner monologue out yeah totally but I think my brain is just wired like that my brain's just wired to like remember long swathes of text I've just like always like found myself wanting to memorize stuff and wanting to memorize like song lyrics and raps and that sort of thing mm. it's just I've always just really been drawn to it so yeah it's like a natural it's na a natural brain process for me to like remember stuff and then recite it yeah did you ever want to be a, a songwriter or a lyricist or yeah. even a singer yeah like I've written some songs but like I just I'm like, I think everyone can sing and everyone should sing, but like my voice isn't like remarkable and I'm surrounded by so many like absolutely incredible singers that I'm like, I just don't feel any need to like push to be a singer. Like I feel like, you know, if I had a, an amazing voice, maybe that would be what the path I've gone down. But but the fact that I'm, I don't and I feel like I'm kind of like, confined to maybe poetry and rap has kind of helped me just to like, create my own thing and really find like what it is that feels natural and comfortable for me yeah mm. do you rap as well yeah I spit some bars I spit some bars now and again yeah <laughs> um in like in one of the bands I play in um like Ben Jammin in the PLH uh, like he's a rapper and he's been really good at like encouraging me to rap and like he plays bass as well so in some of the songs we'll swap around and he'll play bass and I'll rap which is like terrifying for me it's like rap feels like a very different medium it feels like a lot more competitive and like there's a lot more expectation about what you're supposed to talk about and how you're supposed to be but um I do love rap music so much. It's been like such a huge inspiration for me. So being able to get into that is like kind of a dream come true. Yeah. Mm. What What is some some of your favorite rappers like that have influenced? Um, I think like a whole mix of stuff. Really, I was like really into like the like old school hip hop for a long time. So like Moz Def and like um, Gangstar, and mm. now like some of the new rappers like Kendrick Lamar and. I mean, like, I'm even into, like, all this, like, emo rap, like, little peep and stuff. Like, just all different types of rap music I'm, like, really drawn to. Yeah. You So we kind of touched upon what I guess you'd call your writing process, which uh -huh. is essentially uh, talking to yourself. Over and over again, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just saying the same and thing. verbalizing it out loud. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, are you are you conscious that you're that you're writing as such that you that you're trying to construct something when you're doing that or are you just playing around at yeah. what point does it become serious you know at what point do you go this is i'm going to perform this <laughs> yeah make That's this a natural good thing good question actually yeah it's hard like some some of the things you know are just like are just diary extracts for me and then they i'm like oh i could perform this, this could be a poem and then i turn it into a poem and some things just always stay as like personal writing for me yeah, because I I know I noticed you you put somewhere um, you say that you've been writing poems before you knew what poetry was, yeah, which is fascinating. And then you say there's all sorts of nonsense in your notes app, yeah, on your phone. It's like yeah, that's what so I'm just there always is, there doing. is a bit of a writing process going on there as yeah, well on totally. your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like every time someone says something funny on a night out, I'll always just be like, "Can I have that?" And they're like, "Yeah." And yeah. then never remember that they actually wrote a line to my poem. Yeah, I'm just always nicking stuff that I hear from people. <laughs> and um, 
and yeah, if like I think if, we all do. Yeah, yeah, if a funny situation happens, she'd be like, I'm taking that. That's but, a that's a yeah. real delight in language though. Yeah. To to be out, you know, in the middle of something and then to hear something that sparks mm. in you so much that you want to write it down, right? That it's you like go, a co construction of poetry. Yeah. Totally. Just assembling like what other people are saying. Yeah. And, and I like, like that like your poems are like kinda little stories. Yeah. You know? Like you're there and you just um like really like storytelling type mm-hmm. yeah um, situations and stuff I don't have any question coming out of the comment <laughs> yeah would you, I mean would you agree with that would you say it's storytelling or is it something else yeah I think a lot of my poetry is storytelling I think it is like very narrative based I'm like just drawn to that it's like creating fun little stories that maybe have some sort of a deeper meaning or maybe are just like fun to visualise mm. And I think that's quite an easy way to write as well, is that like if you have, if I already have the idea of the narrative and where it's going and like what I'm trying to get across, then the poem just like flows. Then I can just like really easily rhyme words together and it just click, click, clicks into place. Yeah. Yeah. Would Would you mind um, performing poetry? Yes. <laughs> would you mind performing poetry? That's kind of all I do. <laughs> you mean you mean like specific? The, um, the, there's I well like I believe there's, there's yeah. one called poetry, which is almost like kind of like an uh, an yeah. intro or a kind yeah. of manifesto about how you see poetry. Yeah, I think I know the one you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, my poems are just patchworks of my life. Little bit of drunken conversation where the phrasing hits just right. To the loneliest I've ever been, the parts that I've not liked, the best parts as well, though. Those moments of sheer joy, I just bottle them up in a poem and they always get me by. You see, I'm, I'm writing down my emotions so I can process them again and then it turns it into stuff I can handle and I share it with my friends. And maybe they'll be like, yeah, me too. And maybe they'll be like, oh, really? I'm really sorry you feel that way. I really love you dearly. I see my poems clearly. Every silly rhyming couplet is meant deeply and austerely. I mean my poems sincerely. And really, I could just write the words down and leave them there unseen. But these words become my mantra when the world is getting mean. And I believe the way best way to use them is to put them up on stage. And I, I don't know what this means to you to be true. But I do know I've got something to say. Mm. Yeah. It's a good thing to say you've got your poetry night. I know. Cool, I've got something to say. <laughs> Come along, kids. <laughs> uh, when did you start that? Uh, oh, I think the first one was maybe like th- three or four years ago. It's difficult to know with the pandemic, but um, I think four years ago, yeah. I did one one-off for the Brighton Fringe, and then I got a monthly night at the Round Hill where I was doing it for like a year maybe. And then I had the pandemic, did a couple at the Round Hill and now I've moved on to the Foundry. I've done one and the next one there is Sunday the 17th, but it's probably going to go out after that, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we, that, yeah. so we like attended one of these yeah. and, you know, Eloise actually performed. Yeah, you performed at it as yeah, well, right? Yeah, for yeah. Time. And, um, yeah, I mean, you kind of host, you kind of compare as well. Yeah. So how did how do you, just on a practical level, how did you merge that role, right? Because you're kind of performing your poetry, but you're also introducing yeah. it, hosting it, saying, okay, this guy's up next, you know, adding some kind of yeah. charisma and <laughs> comedy into it. Comedy is a big aspect in what you do as well, mm. right? 
Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a skill that I've really had to like hone and work on. Like I'm not very good on the fly. Like a lot of my sets, like I give the impression that I'm making it up on the spot or that I'm like chatting with the crowd, but actually I've like meticulously like written down <laughs> everything and like memorized all you of it. Us. Yeah. yeah, totally. So like the the comparing was like kind of terrifying for me. My first comparing gig was um at Glastonbury, which was like the biggest poetry gig that I've ever done. And that was like so stressful because the band was sound checking while I was performing so like all of the monitors on stage weren't my voice it was the sound of like feedback and wrong chords and I was like trying to perform and like I'd like do my bit and turn around to leave the stage and then like the like backstage guys would be like no 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 keep going keep going we're like another five minutes and then I'd be like oh my god that's like the biggest crowd I've ever been in front of and I don't know what to say so like that traumatic experience I think shaped me and like enabled me to like uh, uh compare a bit better oh that's your alarm <laughs> Sorry about that. That so that was what at Glastonbury Festival or yeah, it was a poetry that was, festival? That was 2019 at Glastonbury yeah. Festival. So you yeah. so you was performing in front of that audience, yeah, which was like huge. But it's kind of an in between bands, in, in between bands, thing. yeah, and trying yeah. to and that so like that was like comparing and being like the next band on is they forgive it and like oh, how are you guys doing? Is everyone all right? How are you guys feeling? And I was just like, how many Intimate. times can I ask them how they're feeling? You know, I'm sure they're fine. They're at Glastonbury, you know? And how did you get that gig? Uh, that was just off like someone watching one of my videos online and liking wow. me. And yeah, he's become one of my good friends now, but it's like, yeah, it's like when I get like disengaged with the social media stuff and I'm like, oh my God, I'm just like constantly posting pictures of my face and like videos of me, like, like chatting nonsense it's like oh like you know it only takes like one person to write it on their mirror or like one person that's watching it that's like booking a stage at Glastonbury to like make it all all that work worthwhile for sure mm. yeah but yeah the comparing is like I'm definitely feeling more natural with it now I'm definitely like getting into a, my flow a bit especially with those nights because they're mine you know I feel like I can just say whatever I want and do whatever I want because it's like you know it's my night yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that why you wanted to start it? Yeah. To, to like get some experience comparing and also to just like try and meet other poets and like yeah, like create a like a poet like create a, a poetry night that I feel comfortable performing at. I think a lot of a lot of poetry nights I find quite stressful when there's like when they like beep you if there's like if you go over time or when they like rate you out of 10 when you finish this isn't like throwing shade maybe it's throwing shade a bit at some poetry nights but it's like but i just like feel like poetry is a really scary thing and i feel terrified going to those kind of nights and i kind of just wanted to like create a space where it's like mm. you know you can do it however you want it you can go on for as long as you want within reason and like it's just like trying to one night so they're rating you i've never seen that oh really uh, yeah. yeah, like so in like a lot of like slam poetry, mm. they do like they like try and get a winner and like yeah you Is get a like mark out of ten. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I talk about this a lot um, because I think it's I think it's like. I think it's outrageous. It's like poetry is like so different and so complex. And it's like, how are you going to say that this one piece that, oh, that I've written about, you know, like some silly story to do with my grandma is going to be better or worse than some somebody else that's like going into their trauma and really exploring that from a self-reflective point of view. It's like those are those are two completely different poems that are trying to do a different thing and, and are existing for different reasons. And you can't say that one's better than the other. Like, mm. it's just impossible. 
Um, and, and like you don't do that with any other art form, really. There are like, it seems like slam poetry is such a big part of poetry is is about competition why do you, do you think it maybe came from like rap battles and this yeah, kind of thing and right. it's kind of, i think of it more of as like a marketing kind yeah, of gimmick where yeah. it's kind of like you know we're going to get people interested by like put pitting them and making a competition out of it totally. and making it putting a bit more buzz on it like a sports game kind of yeah thing. you're Who's exactly gonna win right. <laughs> but, yeah uh, but yeah. yeah i mean from from our perspective we don't we don't really have any experience with like no, slam poetry right, so yeah, we, i think we know it's there we're yeah. really excited to like check that out and see what the vibe's like yeah and see what it's yeah about, but yeah and i think like it's fine I'm, i think i'm just super fragile you know but like it's exactly that it's like trying to be like oh poetry isn't interesting enough for the audience we need to create some sort of game around it it's like mm. yeah. just let like give people like the respect that they're gonna like sit there and listen from it and get something from it like yeah. we don't need to make everything into like show business you know what were the poetry nights you were going to in the first place like when you started going to them um Pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. Oh, they're still yeah. there now. Wow, yeah. <laughs> they seem to, they seem to have all uh, fizzled up from pre-pandemic, right? Yeah. Um, like loads of like come and gone for just like a couple here and there. Um, yeah, in Brighton, we should say. Yeah, in Brighton. Yeah, I think like the ones that are still going at the moment that I really, really like are like Words by the Water. Have you been to that one? Yeah. That yeah. one was really lovely. I really enjoyed that night. And um, yeah, the hammer and tongue, like, I know I just slated it, but like, <laughs> it's it's run by like Naomi and Joe, who are both absolute legends. And like, they're like really working hard to create like a, an amazing, awesome vibe there. And like, they're doing really great work to like curate an amazing poetry scene in Brighton. How so, often like, do yeah. they do? Every month. Nice. Every month. Mm. Oh, and like Rebel Soapbox as well. That was another one I went to that I really enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think like there's a new one starting at the actors called like Queer the Mic, which sounds really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's yeah. It's on yeah. the 21st of July. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. really excited for that one. We got Ella on the show who's co-hosting What's by the Water, and we oh, got yeah. Rihanna who's co-hosting yeah, Queer the Mic. Yeah, yeah. And Rebel Soapbox we didn't have yet. But <laughs> 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 it might happen. <laughs> yeah. So what are what are the vibes of your poetry night then? It's you were saying it's like having free poetry and it's not limited by time. And yeah, there's yeah. There's no competition. Are yeah. there other like things no that you think are characteristic to it? Or? Yeah, and I think like I try and people that have never performed poetry before, I'm like really excited to get people up on stage and yeah, sort of do it how you want to. If you want to read it, if you don't want to read it, I'm easy. Mm. I'm just like yeah, trying to create a space where like we can hold any emotion you want to throw at us. If you want to make us laugh, if you want to make us cry, then like, you know, everyone's here to like feel something and is accepting of that. So like we can we can go with whatever people want to bring. I just love like when people come on stage and I have no idea what they're going to say at all. Like, mm. I don't know what they're going to talk about, whether they're going to talk about their trauma or whether they're just going to like chat nonsense for 15 minutes or whatever. <laughs> and I just like really don't mind. I'm just like, go wherever you want this to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm the one we attended. There was one gentleman who, you know, threw out a load of kind of abstract yeah. comedy. Yeah, Leo, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> only he seemed to find funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it was funny in a, on a meta level. It was funny on a yeah. different level. But, like, it's interesting as well because when you host a night and you compare, it's like you have to be kind of diplomatic as well, right, and be yeah. like, okay, well, that's interesting. But 
It sounds like you've got like an open philosophy. Totally, yeah. To yeah, I really, expression. and I really rate like, I really rate his work. Like I love, like he just had it like <laughs> written on beer mats and stuff and was just going through like different quotes and yeah. random sayings that he'd made up and like, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, that's poetry. Damn right it is. Like mm -hmm. anything's poetry. If you like, if you want to get up on stage and say into a mic, then you got yourself poetry, baby. Like, yeah. Mm. I feel like you're a good mediation or introduction to people who don't read poetry or don't, you know, listen to spoken word. Right. Um, I was checking your Facebook and then there were some comments like, oh, I never read poetry, but I'm always checking out your videos. I'm always yeah. checking out your account. Like, how do you feel about that, about it's your funny, role as a poet? <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. People are like, oh, I don't really usually like poetry, but you're all right. I'm like, that's a bit of a backhanded compliment. <laughs> like, that's kind of what I've spent my life doing. So, get the, yeah, but it's kind of nice, yeah. But then I feel that as well, you know, like I feel like a lot of people's perception of poetry is that it is like very wordy, very like highly metaphor based. Like you're not going to get it first time. You're going to have to read it like five times before it starts making sense to you. And I do love poetry like that, like lots of poetry. Like that's super important to me. And I think it's really gorgeous. But like, yeah, I can't really write like that. I just like oh, my poetry is pretty obvious what I'm trying to say from the bat. And like, um, yeah, it's quite like formulaic nursery rhyme-esque which I think makes it easier for people to process and understand if you're not like used to poetry and you're not used to listening to poetry so it makes sense that maybe people that are like less experienced in the field would be more drawn to my work yeah hmm. <laughs> but it's not necessarily an audience you're trying to cater yeah maybe it is maybe it is like I think people that if I can get people that aren't into poetry interested in poetry then that's dope like that yeah, seems great. like a recipe for success yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> how I mean how important is being successful in poetry or spoken word to you I mean would you would, do you dream of that do you aspire yeah. to that I'd really love to sit here and be like oh I don't care I write yeah. for myself <laughs> like but yeah. like that's not true at all like I love like I love getting my work getting recognized I love people saying that they enjoyed it I love like being able to travel to different places and perform poetry to new crowds. Like, I love the fact that I can call myself a professional poet. Like, what a ridiculous concept, like, to be a <laughs> professional poet. Like, that's the kind of thing that, like, I'd, like, dream of when I was a kid. I'd be like, oh, one day I'll be mm. like Sylvia Plath. But, like... Do you get paid from poetry? Yeah, I make some money from it. Like, do some gigs. I've been doing some, like, corporate gigs, which is, like, a really funny one. Like, I've been doing for, like, some, like like pharmaceutical companies opening launch was a really weird one it was just like not where I expected myself to be and <laughs> what like, do you read <laughs> yeah totally and being like how is any of my work going to go down well here but it's yeah, just what's like, the opening poem yeah on, on that gig what and those sort of, sort of um it's like when I'm doing when I'm doing poetry for people that I don't think they like poetry I always start <laughs> with this one can I do it yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I feel like proper poets hate me because my poems always rhyme. And then I rhyme the words that rhyme with words like slime and time and rhyme. And that's not proper poetry. That's a children's bedtime story. So I'm sorry if you proper poets find my poems boring. If you're snoring way over there at the back, I never write my poems down because my spelling's always whack and my handwriting is messy and my layout isn't thought through. Never write those proper poems like those proper poets ought to, like you're taught to. I don't use similes or analogies. I always just say what I mean and the meaning's always simple. The message always seen. If poets write 
poems for BBC Four, then I write poems for CBBC. I am karaoke to music. I am baby bell to cheese. And that pleases me because the art form so massive, it can encompass all of that. It can be emotional or hilarious from haikus all the way to rap. And I'll save the proper poems for the proper poets most of the time because I can do proper poetry proper properly, but it will probably possibly rhyme. Yeah, so I tend to like start with that one because it's kind of like a disclaimer yeah. about like, yeah. oh, you're scared of poetry, you're scared of feeling emotions. Well, don't worry, you don't have to feel anything. We just... <laughs> you don't have to feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what you're there for. But... <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah, it's really powerful. It's really powerful energy to it, where you're just basically saying like that the message is there clear in the poem and you don't have to like dig for me yeah, you know? yeah. that there's space for everyone i like that yeah you know yeah. you're not trying to ditch like uh you know lyrical poetry or totally yeah because like, just like yeah, i like it it's that. just not for me yeah totally i just don't really realize that and like when i do an set when I, i'll usually do that one and then try and do one that's a bit more like lyrical and a bit more like floaty and then just yeah. to be like, oh, no, it's fine. You know, like... Yeah. I told you I could do it. <laughs> yeah, lull them into a false sense of security before I pull on their heartstrings, yeah. yeah. Mm. So so where can people check out your stuff? Where Can people buy stuff of yours? Can, <laughs> they can Where do people go to book you for gigs? Do... Yeah, I've got I've got nothing to sell really except the clothes on my back. Yeah, you're a but, corporate um, event manager right now. Where yeah, do we go to book yeah. you? Yeah, so um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Basie Gracie. It's based like the instrument with an IE. Um, and yeah, I try to update my social media with videos fairly frequently. I think that's the best way to like check out my work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you had any ideas for any any kind of books or publishing that you might want to do in the future? I know you said yeah. that you don't, you're not a big fan of writing it down, but... Like, I'd write it down so I could sell it, so I could have merch to sell at gigs, you know? Because sometimes people do, like, like, oh, can I, like, buy one of your books or can I, like, buy something from you? And I'm like, oh, I don't really have anything <laughs> to sell you. Here's <laughs> my PayPal. Want, I know, yeah. <laughs> do you want this paperclip in my pocket? I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I think, like, you know, and, like, some people, like, resonate with poetry that way. Some people want to read it. So just because I'm, like, not drawn to that. Or I've been, like, toying with the idea of, like, just like doing a word for word transcription of one of my sets. Cause I think one of the issues is with writing is that like it doesn't um, like it being set in stone forever and being like, that's the way that's done. Whereas like, if it was like a transcription of a set, a live set, then maybe it would be like, here's how I did it this night. You mm. might like it rather than being like, this is the way the poem is. Yeah. 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 And uh, do you have plans to do any more videos, you know, like uh, film any more of your, poems in yeah the and... yeah i've got loads of films that i've just like have super slow internet in my house so it takes ages for me to upload them but yeah i've got i've got more videos and i want to just yeah keep filming stuff i've got i'm just constantly writing and want to do more different kinds of stuff yeah more narrative based stuff and more like music based stuff yeah do you do you do want to do this book and word album yeah yeah put a collection together yeah to listen to yeah yeah maybe with some music in the background like it's definitely something i could do in the future yeah it's all a possibility Mm. what's the process usually behind uh, filming these videos like who films them with you um so like when i first started off doing it i was um 
I was like swapping, so I do like a bit of modeling as well. So I'd be like, I'll model for it. If someone messaged me and they were like, oh, can you like, can you like, take some photos of you? I'd be like, sure, but you do you have a film camera? Because then you like film some of my poetry, which is really funny because they'll like have me like laying in a field of flowers or something. And then the next day I'll be like, but yeah, so I did that for ages. And then now I'm like, every time I make money from poetry, I just like put a bit of that towards giving to a filmmaker to film some of the videos and just like constantly keep that cycle. Like if I'm making money from poetry, that's a magical, beautiful thing. And I need to put that back into my poetry. Yeah. Mm. So that, that's my process. And then it's usually just like rushed me in that alleyway, like near the station, just like with like lots of different T-shirts being like, OK, now we're doing this one. OK, buy this graffiti. Now we're doing this one. Just trying <laughs> to fit as many in as possible. Yeah. Yeah, great. Um, Cool. So you want to do one last one before we say goodbye um maybe yeah. hot bod uh -huh, yeah god has a hot bod <laughs> god has a hot bod that yeah. was the full title for it yeah i just got the, hot bod <laughs> god has a hot bod which is like uh, i like was like last minute decided to put titles on all these poems i like don't really usually write with titles <laughs> and then so like it was like really late at night and i was just like okay okay okay, okay. A hot and then when i hit get sent them back Sexy body He's got ah. a God has a sexy body, which is like really not what the poem's about at all. But I just, hey, yeah, I'll do that one. Um, so I folded my jeans and I folded my shirt and I lay there butt naked, dressed only in dirt until I encountered that everlasting thirst and the cotton in my mouth was the pain I felt worst. So I climbed and I climbed up the tallest tree, tried to open my eyes, but I only saw leaves. So I swallowed my mouth and I swallowed my grace and I stepped off the tree and I dissolved into space. I saw planets and spaceships and monsters and... <gasps> God, she swam up to me gently and she gave me a prod. Her skin was like candy and her teeth were like silk and the blood that ran through her tasted like almond milk. So I collected her fluids into my favourite mug, but before I could leave was pulled into a hug. In the warm embrace, she was cold to the touch. She said, you have grown wings. Please let go of the crutch. And I apologised profusely because um, I've never learnt patience. But she says, but my dear, that's the curse of creation. I looked down at my hands. They were wrinkled and old and the sky had gone dark and my nipples were cold. I could still hear her voice ringing faint in my ear. I turned around slowly, but she was no longer near. So I climbed down the tree and I went deep underground. I went deeper and deeper into this earth so round. I went deeper and deeper right into the core. I went down so deep there was nowhere deeper no more and there I did sit and there I stayed sat and I tried to say loudly well that must be that but that never was that that never will be again and suddenly it all felt quite empty so I popped open the champagne but the bubbles were so potent that I started to float and I screamed out in horror that it's not my fault but there was no one around there was no one to hear so my parting words were I wish it were beer <sighs> <laughs> Thanks. That's incredible. All from uh, memory. Please do All children from audiobooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great having you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Harry. Thank you so yeah, much. it's really nice. So you can check Basic Gracie's work on Instagram and Facebook at Basic Gracie, and see you at the next episode. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you.
regarde de l'autre côté de la rue. Mon regard est accroché par deux femmes qui discutent sous la pluie. Je dois être excité. Oui, mais il faut dissimuler. Je dois attendre que ça se passe.